Welcome to this episode of Rethinking Church. My name is Tim Fox, and it is a pleasure to be with you for a few minutes as we continue to work our way through the book Rethinking Church, leading the struggling church through death to new life. I want to remind you that we have some upcoming webinars on March 23rd when we will be talking a little bit about the resiliency that is required to walk through death to new life, and then we'll be talking on April uh, 12th, or 13th rather, April 13th, uh, about rethinking your why and, and how we can begin to rethink our why as individuals, as leaders, and, and as the church to be more effective in doing what, what God asks us to do. Now today, we're talking a little bit about strategy and rethinking the strategy of our churches. Now, if we were honest, most of our churches approach ministry without any real intentional strategy. We just do what we've done. The list of ministries that we do is is what we've done. There's not a lot of intentional thought to where we're going and and why we do what we do. And so how just is a function of what? It's just a matter of this is just how we do it. It's how we've always done it. And that's one of the most frustrating things that I hear from churches. Well, this is just how we've always done it. And how we've always done it is not getting the results that we really want. It's not leading to disciples who make disciples and churches that plant churches. It's not leading to communities experiencing feeling the love of Jesus and looking toward our Father in heaven and giving Him glory. It's just, it's not working. And we need to rethink our strategy a little bit. For us, this looked like a, a couple of things. It was very, very simple. We needed a simple strategy. We needed a simple way of doing ministry that was easily understood, easily communicated, and easily engaged in. Simple steps, simple ministry, simple strategy. So we looked at how we could focus our energy on the things that get the most results. First, we we identified three objectives that we felt like we were called to accomplish. For us, those were connecting, filling, and overflowing. We felt like we were called in a community where connection is missing, in a community with high turnover, that we were called to create connection, that we were, we were here to connect people into community, connect people with one another, and to connect people with God. That when we get connected to Him, then when we our lives are, are a vine that are established and rooted and connected uh, to him that it, it produces fruit. And so we we felt like that was the first of our objectives. And from there, we began to fill, that, that, that God would fill into our lives grace and truth, and we would offer that to others. That this is about how we learn and how we grow and the, the opportunities that we create for people's lives to be filled with grace and truth. And lastly, we felt like we wouldn't be the church unless we were overflowing. So uh, it goes with our kind of hydrant image of connecting to that hydrant, allowing it to fill us until it overflows on, on, on all those around us in loving service, that we are lovingly serving those who live with us. We are lovingly serving those in our neighborhoods. We are lovingly serving our community and our state and beyond. And, and so these were our three objectives to connect and fill and overflow. And from the beginning, we said that as we keep this simple, we don't want to do a lot, but we want to do a few things really well. 
I was particularly speaking here to the small churches, medium-sized churches. You, you need to really take this idea seriously. We have a limited number of resources. We have a limited number of, of man hours. We have a limited number of, of dollars and facilities. Our, everything for us is limited. And so we need to be more intentional about how we use it more intentional about the the fields that we are, are are sowing and planting seed into. We need to be more intentional about the work that we're doing and the things that we're prioritizing. And so for us, that meant at first four and eventually five ministries, we were going to do worship. We were going to do disciple-making ministries, which for us was, was life groups. We were going to do kids' ministry, and we were going to do... Um, do outreach or overflow things. This is is ways we serve the community and invite people's in people in. And then the last that we added later was youth ministry. We were we were going to do five ministries and we were going to do them well. If we couldn't do them well, we weren't going to do them. We weren't going to try to force them into other things. And we knew that by saying yes to these five, there were going to have to be other things that we said no to. These were the five things that we're going to get our time, our energy, our creativity, our money. These are our five ministries that will help us to accomplish the three objectives. Now, each year, we would choose three initiatives that would make us better in those five ministries. So as we gathered as a team, we we looked at where we were and where we wanted to go and, and how we needed to get there. And we identified the three most important things that we had to do in the next 12 months. And those became three initiatives that we budgeted around and focused our energy around and really were intentional about accomplishing in that 12-month period. And then there was one big project. We took on one big project a year. The very first time we did this, we, we called it Vision Next, and we celebrated all that God had been doing in the church for the last 12 months, and we began to talk about how we weren't done yet, that there was more that God wanted to do in us and through us. At the time, we were a church running about 50 on regular uh, weekend, that's kids, teens, adults, everybody counting the people who drive by, like it was just, there, there was not a whole lot of us, and we were bringing in you know, $60,000, $70,000 a year, not a big budget, not a big church. And I cast the vision for hiring a full-time children's pastor in addition to the full-time lead pastor. And so what I imagined we would do is that we would we would give a one-time offering through the month of March and then make pledges for the next 12 months. And that together, we would be able to give enough to hire a full-time children's pastor for one year, believing that that God would provide for the second year and that their ministry would help the church to grow to the place that we would be able to continue to provide this ministry to the community. And so from that first year, the church came together and it and raised the funds to hire our children's pastor, who who I'm excited to say has been with the church for for nearly six years years. God has done a remarkable thing through her ministry and continues that into a new stage in the future. And I'm and I'm just so proud of the work that she's done. But it began in this one big project. One big project. We can't do a ton of things. We can't do everything. We can't solve every problem. But we can focus on three objectives as a church, five ministries, and then each year three initiatives and one big project. We've used this one big project for all kinds of things. We've hired staff, we've built playgrounds and basketball courts, we've 
updated technology. We have used it to serve our community. There have just been lots of different ways that we have we have used this kind of strategy to be intentional to move the ball down the field. So often we're we're just full of sideways energy. We're just we're running, we're running hard, but we're not running in a direction that's actually making a difference. And so we need to focus our energy, focus our resources, focus our time, focus our creativity on the things that make a big difference. Now, while we're doing that, I think the other piece of this strategy was to eliminate the barriers that get in the way of people connecting to God in our church. Now, it's easy for these barriers to grow up around the church and around the gospel and around our mysteries without us realizing it. There, there's lots of different different things. Sometimes it's our facilities and our properties. They're not taken care of. They're not well-signed. They're not conducive to the flow of traffic, or they don't look like a place that anybody wants to spend any time. Or, or maybe it's our kids' ministry. If our kids' ministry is not safe and fun, it doesn't matter how educational an environment it is. It doesn't matter how spiritual an environment it is. If it is not if it is not safe and it is not fun, then parents aren't going to bring their kids and we're not going to have the opportunity to have a spiritual influence on their lives. And so our kids' ministry often becomes a barrier to people engaging. Our, our worship experience. If our worship experience is designed for insiders and we're using insider language and we're referring to people in Scripture as if everyone knows who they are, then we're creating a barrier between, between the gospel and someone who is hearing for the first time, an unnecessary barrier. Look, the gospel is scandalous enough, it's hard enough to believe that we don't need to put any extra barriers up around it. And, and so it's, it's we've got to create these experiences that people want to be a part of. And we got to think about our, our Sunday mornings and our Wednesday nights, the times that people gather, the events that we do from the perspective of, of those who are coming in from the outside and, and look at what barriers exist, what things exist that make it hard for them to engage and connect and be a part of what we're doing. So a couple of things that we did, a couple of uh, hacks that made it easy for us to create those kind of experiences, or at least easier. And one is at the beginning and one is at the end. The first is that we made a point to learn people's names and to call them by name by the second time they were guests. And we had guests every single week until COVID hit, and we continued to remember and learn names. And, and if you grab the book, there's a system there on just how we do that. And the second was on the way out. This was kind of a fluke thing that we did on our launch Sunday that stayed with us. So in our launch Sunday, we recruited some 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 folks in the church to make homemade cookies. I just wanted wanted fresh homemade cookies for people to receive on their way out because nothing says love and care and attention like a like a fresh homemade cookie. And we started this on our very first Sunday, and seven and a half years later, it's an integral part of the ministry at Hydrant. And, and people who come, they, they look forward to those cookies. There are people who have come to the church and gotten involved and even become leaders. And it all began when they read that after the service, there would be a, a fresh homemade cookie. It's, it's remarkable. But these two bookend experiences create a moment for people. It creates the, the attention that says, we thought about you, we cared about you, we're here for you. And that enables us to then do the work of ministry. It enables us to help them to connect and fill and overflow and be a part of what God wants to do 
in their lives. If we're going to really rethink church, part of what we have to do is rethink our strategy, become intentional, do the work God has put in front of us to do, and to lean in, maximizing the resources that He's entrusted to us. I hope that you found this episode helpful. Again, we have some webinars coming up. Be sure to check those out. Pick up the book, Rethinking Church, and and continue to process this. Maybe get with your board, get with leaders, get with some other pastors and read this together and begin to ask, how can we rethink what's happening in our church? You're given a golden opportunity with this, this whole changes that are happening with COVID. Don't waste it. Rethink church and become the church that God put you in your community to be.